Hey there, it's Kate, bringing you replays of episodes to help you manage your mood, both in-the-moment strategies for when the crap hits the fan, as well as how to create a mood-supportive morning routine that helps you stay in a better place all day. Behind the scenes, I'm busy working on a new format and new episodes that I am super excited to share with you just as soon as they're ready. Thanks for sticking with me as I work on this reboot. And now, on with the show. What if you could become a better person, not by working harder, but by allowing your inherent goodness to take the lead? And not because you're a bad person, but because there's something inside you that's ready for more. How to be a better person gives you one tiny step a day you can take to be the person you wanna be. My mission, to help you keep growing. Hey, and welcome to How to Be a Better Person, the podcast for people who give a shit about being a decent human. I'm Kate, your host. I'm also the author of the book called How to Be a Better Person. I'm talking about mood this week and how to tend to yours. In Wednesday's episode, I shared how to create a basic daily routine for yourself that will help keep your mood and your energy in a good place by mixing productive tasks with pleasurable ones and making sure you're doing a range of easy, medium, and hard tasks so that you don't either get too burned out or too stressed because you're not getting enough done. Setting up a routine for yourself is a great long-term strategy, so if you missed that episode, go back and listen. But we all know that sometimes something happens to hijack your day and your mood. I experienced this yesterday. I was cruising along in my post work session where I was working on some medium complexity tasks when I got a phone call from my son's school and I was like, okay, I need to answer that. I picked it up and it was the assistant principal saying, your son's not in trouble, but I need to tell you about something that's been going on. She proceeded to tell me the story about how my son and several of his friends had been being bullied for several weeks and they hadn't told anybody and she told me kind of the stuff that they had discussed in the meeting. I didn't know who these quote unquote bully was, but it was very upsetting <laughs> to say the least. It's really hard to focus when you think that your child is in peril, right? And it kind of pulled my day sideways. And I wasn't a very long conversation with her. I hung up the phone and I'm kind of sitting there feeling like, holy crap, something's been going on with him. He hasn't been talking to me. He's been going through something hard. I'm worried about him. I'm What's happening? It's happening to 10 other people. How could they not know? Anyway, I had all these questions. I had all these feels. I reached out to a friend of mine whose son is also in my son's class and asked if she had gotten that phone call too. And she had. And so we spent about 20 minutes texting like, what the hell? (laughs) Have you noticed anything? Who do you think it might be? What do you think could be going on? Anyway, and we had to do a little bit of processing. Luckily, this fellow parent is a therapist and she's great at validating and also naming her feelings. And we did some of that. She was like, I just feel so angry. And I was like, I understand feeling angry, but you know what? I just feel sad. I was just sitting there thinking about these boys suffering in silence. And uh, it was really helpful, even though neither one of us, you know, we had to kind of wait until our kids got home from school to find out what was really going on. Just doing a little processing was helpful. By the time I was done with that, my son did get home and he was like, listen, (laughs) I bet you got a call from the assistant principal. I got to tell you, it's really not that big a deal. It's this kid that we all know and love who's been kind of acting a little crazy lately, but it's not bullying. And 
I'm okay. And we talked about it and I felt better. And I went through some steps, but then I was able to get back to work. It didn't completely hijack me in a way that it might have in years past. So I thought about what those steps were. And I realized that there were three of them. And I'm going to share those three steps with you today. It's actually the three steps spell out the word arc, as in Joan of Arc, which is apt because these three steps are kind of like a rainbow bridge that can take you from upset to okay. And I'm going to share those three steps with you now. The first one, the A step, is to acknowledge that you're feeling upset, distracted, worried, angry, whatever it is. You don't want to hear something that's upsetting to you or that's jerking your attention and just try and push through it because then your feelings will just have to try harder to get your attention and they will last longer. They will linger and they will make it harder to kind of get back on track. So you kind of want to acknowledge like, wow, I'm really upset about this. And then try to name what you're feeling. When I was texting with that friend after I heard the story about my son, you know, she was saying, I feel so angry. I feel like I just want to go to find this unknown child and and have a like really stern talking to. And I was getting that. I totally understood that. But I, as I said, mentioned that I noticed that I was really feeling sad. And naming it helped me feel that emotion, which ultimately is what helps it move on. Another A word that kind of corresponds to this step is awareness. Raising your awareness is always the first step in making change because you can't change something that you don't even realize is happening in the first place. And sometimes just awareness helps it shift all on its own. I'm going to share the other two steps, the R and the C in ARC, right after this break. Welcome back. Okay, so something has come along to yank your attention and make your day go sideways. After you've acknowledged it and raised your awareness, that's the first step, that's the A in ARC, about how you're feeling about it, you want to do something to reset yourself. That is the R, reset. So yesterday, for example, after I had the conversation with my son's friend's mom, and I talked to my son after he got home from school, I went downstairs to get a glass of water and just stare out the kitchen window for a little bit. So resetting yourself doesn't have to be this epic thing. I was staring out the kitchen window and we have a tree out there that the birds really love. And I swear, every time I'm upset, I look out the window and I see a cardinal, which I'm convinced is my grandmother who has passed on telling me that everything is going to be okay. And yep, there was a cardinal out there yesterday. <laughs> I know I'm not alone in this. Lots of people I know think cardinals or other birds are omens, but maybe yours is something else. And honestly, this is just a little tangent. You don't need to believe that you've been visited by the spirit of your dead loved one in order to reset. <laughs> you could maybe take a walk around the block or do a few stretches, call a friend, make yourself a cup of tea, do a little reading, listen to a favorite song or two, just something to kind of cleanse your palate, wipe the slate clean. And then finally, the last step is the C, which is choose. You want to choose what you want to do next. Can you do an easy task? I'm referring back to what I was talking about on Wednesday's episode. So here's yet another plug to go back and listen if you missed it. Or do you want to maybe stop trying to work for the moment and go do something totally different and pleasurable? Both are valid. 
Whatever you decide to do next, just choose what it is mindfully. Otherwise, you might get sucked into scrolling your phone, which so many of us do now when we need a pick-me-up because it's a reliable deliverable of dopamine, although that dopamine is short-lived and as much as social media can show us something that makes us laugh or we think is cute, it can also kind of bring on sort of a general malaise. So you don't really want to just accidentally spend the next 45 minutes on your phone. You know what I mean? I mean, maybe you're upset because of a headline and you really just want to learn more about it. And so in that instance, doom scrolling (laughs) is totally fine so long as you know that you're choosing to go down the wormhole instead of just getting sucked down into it, which is likely to make you feel a little whipsawed when you finally emerge from it. Like when you come out of a dark movie theater into the bright light of the afternoon and you feel totally disoriented. So that's your three-step strategy. You acknowledge you reset, and then you choose. That's what spells ARC. I hope that the ARC strategy helps you the next time something comes along out of the blue and helps your mood not get totally hijacked too. That's it from me. I hope you have a great weekend. I am looking forward to bringing you some new episodes next week. How to Be a Better Person's theme song, Left for Deadish, is by Junior85. The episodes are mixed by Sound Advice Strategies. If you liked what you heard in this episode, share it with someone you think would like it too. Your voice matters. Also, How to Be a Better Person has an official newsletter that sends the past five episodes and a well-chosen meme to your inbox every weekend. Sign up at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com and click on Get Podcast News. I also love to hear from listeners. I mean, I love it. Send me an email by clicking on the Contact Kate button at BeABetterPersonPodcast.com or you can tweet me at Kate W. Hanley. Don't forget the W. Or find me on Instagram at Kate Hanley Author. I look forward to connecting with you. 